Hi, I'm Arlen Walker and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland and today I have got another recording for another overview for you guys. Um, this overview is going to be of a game called Justice Velocity, which is designed for playing out um, action movie style uh, games. It's inspired heavily by um, the Fast and the Furious franchise, among other things, um, in terms of playing out these kind of ridiculous, over-the-top action, um, massive franchise-style uh, RPGs. So we are going to take a look at Justice Velocity today. So um, there's quite a bit of good... Um, one of the things I will say, having read through the whole thing, there's a lot of good material that is about um, kind of methodology rather than mechanics. That's stuff like, for instance, what you should be thinking about when crafting a um, action movie style adventure, you know, the sort of stuff to put in there, the sort of stuff to avoid, the kind of pacing that you want to go for, the way that you want to craft your uh, adventure and the way that you want to craft your scenes and all of that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, there's a lot of good stuff in here that is um, about that. At the core, characters are built out of five different stats, power, dexterity, personality, will, and intelligence. These are, um, in a lot of ways, very similar to the stats in Barbarians of Lemuria because skill checks work fairly similarly. It's 2d6 plus the base statistic, plus 2 if you have a skill specialty that applies, and you're measuring that against a um, target number based on the difficulty of what you're trying to do. Um, generally, target numbers will be between 10 and 12, Sometimes higher, sometimes lower, and then obviously there are opposed roles where you just have the um, opposition character roll 2d6 plus, their, plus potentially their skill specialty um, and all that. Anyway, um, power is your physical strength, your toughness, all of that sort of stuff. It's also how skilled you are with um, melee combat, similar to in... Um, in D&D, the way strength works. Um, dexterity is how acrobatic and agile and how um, good you are at ranged combat, stuff like that. Um, it's also used for driving, which is a big thing. Um, personality is charisma, personal charisma interaction, how um, easy they are to get along with, all of that sort of stuff. Um, I'm going to skip over Will and talk about that right at the end. Um, intelligence is just um, general knowledge, intuition. Um, it's also used for perception, so having a high intelligence is a good idea for lots of characters, but it's used for stuff like hacking, knowledge of all sorts of stuff, um, ability to use kind of complicated high-concept technology, all that sort of stuff. And then we have Will, and Will is... Um, good for a couple of other things. Will is uh, very rarely um, 
used as its own stat, um, although it is sometimes used. So there's an example given here that um, you can use it to um, withstand intense interrogation or things like that. Um, but it's also used as a sort of bonus skill on top of other skills with a system called high octane um, and with the stamina. So characters have um, stamina, which represents their ability to trigger special buffs that they um, have, special um, power-ups almost. There, there's a lot of kind of video gamey talk in this game, in Justice Velocity. Um, and so different characters will have bought with their advances different kind of special power-ups essentially, and they can um, use their stamina to access them. Stamina is partly based on will. There's also um, high octane, and high octane is a really cool thing where basically um, basically you have a certain number of high octane points for the session. You trade one in on any given skill roll, and um, get to add your will stat to the skill roll on top of the other stuff. And the example is given that this is like a moment in an action movie when you know everything goes into slow motion for some you know ridiculous car stunt or you know a a really intense moment of hand to hand combat or some other kind of crazy uh, action set piece. That that this is what high octane is for. Um, so aside from that, it's, it reminds me a lot of Barbarians of Lemuria with this extra stat for, um, almost as if the hero points in Barbarians of Lemuria were turned into their own, um, stat. The other thing is that, um, skill check difficulties are a little higher than, um, Barbarians of Lemuria, but the numbers are going to be a little higher also. So um, most characters are going to start out with 20 points across all of their statistics. There are five statistics, so that means most characters are going to have, on average, four points in each stat, um, which is higher than Barbarians of Lemuria characters who have four points across all of their stats. Um, quite a bit higher than Barbarians of Lemuria characters, actually. So it means... To me, that in play, one of the things that's going to happen is that relative to something like Barbarians of Lemuria, characters in Justice Velocity are going to be really um, a little more focused. They're going to have a little better defined roles within the team almost because their stats are going to be a bigger factor in success or failure at the stuff that they try to do. Right, because those numbers are higher and they make up a larger portion of the um, check difficulty compared to the, um, the the portion of the check difficulty that's made up by stats in something like Barbarians of Lemuria. I'm using the comparison to Barbarians of Lemuria a fair bit um, just because it's a pretty easy comparison. It's another game that uses 2d6 uh, that's stat plus skill. Um, versus a, a generally a set target number of nine in that case. Um, and it also, Barbarians of Lemuria is designed for kind of sword and sorcery antics, and so I think it has, there's a sort of natural connection in some ways to um, 
action movies because the, there's similar kind of over-the-top violence and things like that in action movies and sword and sorcery. Anyway, we have this discussion of opposed rules, improvised NPC and enemy skill checks, a skill list. Um, there is a skill list later on in the book. Um, criticals, uh, which, you know, if you get double sixes and that's a success, you scored a critical. Um, excuse me. High octane mode, like I talked about, um, where you get to add your will stat as a bonus to any dice roll. Um, in order to, um, you know, the go into the, the sort of slow motion awesome moment of the action movie. Um, hit points, juice, which is your, your stamina, essentially. Um, AP are ability points, which are um, your uh, purchasing upgrades points. Um, and then we have how to build your action hero, and they say, you know, start with a concept, but... Um, then you divide 20 points between each of the base statistics. You can also start with more or less points, um, and there's discussion of that depending on what um, sort of game you want to play. For the really over-the-top stuff, you might start with 25 points, and for the sort of more mundane, you could start with 15, but this game suggests that 20 is a good kind of happy medium. Calculate secondary statistics. You start with 10 AP um, 10 upgrade points um, to start with, and you can buy that, buy stuff with that, like um, some of the stuff you can get, you could get another point in your statistics, but you could also get a little more hit points or a little more juice. You could also um, upgrade your fists to be um, higher tier weapons so that your unarmed damage is equivalent to the damage of a, um, a weapon, essentially. So, um, and then you can also get items and equipment um, in the same step. So, um, there's a little bit of stuff about um, archetypes in here that basically they've got these example characters that are built that are, so there's the driver, the face, the gunner, the hacker, the mechanic, the medic, and the muscle or martial artist. Um, as kind of example characters to use to sort of spur the character creation. Um, a couple of enemies. One of the things that the game does a really good job of is talking about how things are created. Um, so there's a good, a good section at the end that talks about like tiers of enemies and what each tier means and so you can kind of create your own enemies at lower tiers or higher tiers or at the same tier that enemies already exist at but a little bit of a variation on them to kind of create the um, particular experience that you want at the table there's a lot of really good um, discussion of stuff like that all right so now we're on to combat combat um, one of the things this game does is that there's no initiative order um, in the base game, there's some optional rules um, that can be um, used for initiative order, but otherwise the idea is everybody just jumps in when they think it's time for them to take their turn. Um, the idea being that this is more like the way that a an action movie would cut between the various characters all doing 
excuse me, the different stuff that they're doing, um, the way that, for instance, you know, we would cut from character A involved in the fist fight to character B involved in the shootout to character C who's busy hacking while the other two characters are holding off the bad guys, that sort of thing. Um, anyway, um, so you can take two actions per turn. Um, you can't use the same action twice unless you are moving twice. Um, But the idea being that you could, and then there's some special things, um, special upgrades you can get to kind of break that rule to, for instance, be able to attack twice in one round and stuff like that. Um, there's some other, there's fairly basic called shot rules that suggest, like, you know, you could uh, have a, a penalty to hit in exchange for doing a little more damage if you succeeded hitting to go for, like, a headshot or something. Um, Damage reduction, if uh, most characters don't have any type of inbuilt damage reduction, but you can buy, um, you know, Kevlar vests and things like that. Um, and then um, there's a discussion of how combat ought to be really quick, right? We don't want to get bogged down in long combats in our action game, the action movie role-playing. Um, we want combat to be kind of exciting and decisive, all right, then we get into vehicle and racing rules, and vehicles all have um, stats of their own. Less stats than a regular player character, but a couple of them, um, they have acceleration or speed, steering, hit points, DR or damage reduction, and nitrous, which uh, allow them to, to speed up a little faster, like in the, the Fast and the Furious movies, you can trigger the nitrous and... Um, Zip forward or uh, Need for Speed, I think, is the, the video game franchise um, that has that. I don't know for certain. Um, it's been a long time since I played any Need for Speed games. Anyway, um, so then there's some sample vehicles, some sample upgrades that basically um, give some examples. Um, there are three types of racing in um, this uh, this system. So there's one that is just position based, and that's basically whoever rolls. If you're all you all roll against um, each other, whoever rolls the best gains one or more spots ahead of the group. Whoever rolls the worst loses one or more spots behind the group, and so the whole um, you know, the groups kind of fill out and, and gradually the, the kind of um, line of cars is established. There's also the cumulative racing, which is just roll to see, um, roll for a certain number of times, you know, two or three times and add up who had the highest total score from their rolls plus their stats plus skills plus their cars uh, acceleration or anything like that. Um, and the suggestion is to do that for shorter races. Um, and then there's a whole discussion of car combat and action scenes and the idea that um, you can kind of blend these multiple driving styles with action scenes to create a um, really exciting kind of chase sequence, a really 
really exciting, you know, one character leaning out the, the window shooting at the bad guys while the other character is driving to get away type thing. Um, classic, classic action movie um, stuff. Anyway, so there's some, and then there's some special rules here, like um, damage to the, the characters in the cars, ramming or slamming other cars, trying to break away or catch a breakaway. Um, stuff like that. Alright, then we have the section on abilities, skills, and gear. Um, so we have stuff like um, Rage, which is Expend 2 Juice, which is your, your stamina essentially, to add an extra power bonus to a melee damage roll. Um, normally you get just one times your power to the melee damage, but you could essentially get power again to melee damage um, and stuff like that a lot of these abilities are basically spend a certain amount of juice and get some bonus um, there's a couple that aren't like this but for the most part they are basically some version of um, get a um, special ability uh, to, uh, that costs a certain amount of stamina to do something cool and special. Um, skills, there's a skill list, and it describes which uh, stat the skill goes with, um, and the cost associated with upgrading the skill um, or purchasing the skill at all. Um, skills are just a flat plus two bonus on top of the um, attribute. So if you, for instance, if you're trying to um, intimidate with power, and that's a, a neat thing here. They've got an intimidation presence and an intimidation power, um, which is a neat um, reflection of a lot of games obviously use some sort of like charisma for intimidation versus strength for intimidation and um, rules about that. So I like that uh, little, that's a, a nice little detail that you could intimidate somebody with your kind of physical presence um, and your your being big and tough and all that sort of stuff. Um, anyway, each of these skills just adds um, plus two to any given role where the skill is relevant. Um, then we have items and equipment. Uh, a lot of them do the sort of standard. Um, a lot of them do kind of fairly standard stuff in the sense that they're um, like plus, plus one to something or plus two to something. Um, there's some funny ones like brain pills, which is plus one to your intelligence when you take them. It doesn't say for how long that lasts. Um, so I don't know exactly uh, what the GM would have to rule about that, if that's just a permanent boost or what. Because the other examples are stuff like cool shades or special leather gloves, which obviously you could lose or get damaged or something like that. So... Um, who knows? But um, then we have weapons, and remember I said you could get uh, upgrades to your unarmed combat, uh, and that's right here. So trained unarmed combat 1 and trained unarmed combat 2 basically turn your unarmed fists into a tier 1 and then a tier 2 weapon um, for melee. There are a number of weapons listed here. Um, there are not that many kind of 
difference. This isn't like a, a gun porn game in a lot of ways. Um, there's only one like rifle. And so the idea being that it's, you know, this is for your assault rifles or probably for your like squad automatic weapons or stuff like that, or for your, you know, uh, bolt action old style, you know, like a hunting rifle or something like that. Um, and it's sort of up to the GM to decide what would uh, be necessary to um, to make it make it work, capture the flavor, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, if you like that kind of um, open open to GM flavor, you'll like this game in a lot of ways. I think because that's something um, pretty consistent to a lot of the way that this game works. Anyway, then we have this section on running the game. Like I said, this section on running the game is actually really good. Uh, it's got a lot of good discussion of the stuff that you want in your um, action movie style roleplay and what you want to look out for, problems um, that can come up. There's some um, good discussion of like making sure everybody has a role to fill and giving the characters chances to fulfill those roles, um, giving giving everybody a chance to feel like a badass when there's the specific thing that they're good at comes up in play, all of that sort of stuff. Um, this is not... There's, there's a fair bit of discussion about... This is not really a... Uh, uh, game, you know, this kind of over-the-top action movies are certainly not mystery stories, and I think one of the things that this game, in its um, discussion of suggestions for GMs, talks about is that you're not trying to, you know, pull the wool over the eyes of the players or anything like that. You're not trying to fool them. Go ahead and, you know, tell them what kind of mechanics you're engaging in at any given spot so that they can learn those mechanics. And you don't have to do that forever, but more than likely they're not going to read the rule book. And so um, it basically says, go ahead and tell them what uh, you're doing, what's going on behind the scenes mechanically. And I really like that. Um, I think that's a really good um, way to emphasize. Well, I think it's, it's generally um not for every game but it can be a good way to um avoid gm uh manipulating or taking advantage of the players who don't know the rules as well um to just tell them here's what's um going down and all that sort of stuff um and i think that's that gets more into kind of styles of running the game and how much intrusion of sort of game discussion you want in your um, RPG. I tend to be fine with a pretty high level of game discussion, lots of discussion, you know, before the role of what's going on, all that sort of stuff. So that works for me. Um, anyway, but there's all this good stuff. Um, there's discussion of what the tiers mean um, right here that talks about, you know, um, what the different tiers of weapons, what different tiers of enemies mean, all that sort of stuff. Then we have an adventure that is um, available for us to play. This is Appendix A. Um, Appendix B is a little bit of fiction. 
and Appendix C is an inspired by. And there's a long list of movies and video games and some comics that um, suggest the things that um, the, the designers were inspired by. And then Appendix D, glossary and abbreviations. It's just two pages, um, but it covers basically every um, everything, uh, pretty much everything I think you would need to look up on the fly um, in the midst of play in terms of, um, and you could probably, I think part of the idea is that you could totally run the game with the last couple pages of this book. This is a simple enough game that you could have your Appendix D glossary and abbreviations open and then your reference tables and a character sheet open at the table and the GM could totally run the game just from that. Um, anyway, that was Justice Velocity. So um, if you're interested in a game that is all about kind of over-the-top action movie style ridiculous hijinks and action and stuff like that, um, especially with a, a bent towards the sort of Fast and the Furious style action movie, um, as opposed to, I mean, there's there's other uh, games that are competing for uh, action movies. Um, For being uh, an action movie uh, RPG, so like Feng Shui 2, for instance, has a lot of um, action movie stuff to it because it's based on kind of uh, high-intensity uh, Eastern Hong Kong action in particular. Um, so there's other games out there for this, but this one is a nice, simple game, very easy to play, um, pretty cool stuff. Justice Velocity, I don't remember how much it was on drive-thru, maybe $10 um, for a 77-page PDF, but definitely um, a very playable game that I'm sure would be fun for uh, some beer and pretzels, hijinks, and all that sort of stuff. And that's, I think, the, the flavor that the game is really not for your kind of, like, you know, intense, super in-character role-play stuff. It's for your kind of, you know, ridiculous beer and pretzels adventure type stuff. So, yeah, Justice Velocity. If you liked this overview, check it out on DriveThruRPG. All right. Um, with all that being said, I've been Arlen Walker. I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland, and I will see you next time. Take care, everybody.